Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three. Roll that intro music. Welcome to the Living Free and Well podcast. What is up, Pam? What are we talking about today? We are talking about all things travel. So everything from how to travel with allergies, your lifestyle choice. Anna is celiac. I am plant-based and yeah we want to provide people with some tips today so let's get started yeah I think traveling has been been a big and important part of both of our lives as they say we have wanderlust and we want to get out there and see the world but having these allergies and these issues is really scary and you can't but you can't let it stop you from seeing the world and so that's what we have to share and hopefully we can help anybody that hasn't traveled yet or is worried about it or is timid I think we have a lot to say Um, I think I'll start with my first big trip. My first ever vacation was Disney World, but everybody knows Disney gets a 10 out of 10 because it's an amazing place, but also they cater to everyone. Disney is a go-to for sure, and they have great food, even gluten-free, vegan, everything is delicious. I love Disney. (laughs) Yeah, Um, very accommodating. Very. And after college, um, I had that travel bug bite me really hard because I hadn't gotten to go on any big trips. And my sister and I have always been like the backpacking kind of people, not really all inclusive. So I was really ready for like my first big adventure. And um, I saved up my pennies and I went actually, I spent a month in Peru with my boyfriend. We did a couple weeks backpacking and his brother at the time was living in Peru with his girlfriend. And so we actually got to spend another couple of weeks with his brother in their in their apartment, which was really nice because we had a home base. And Lucky ducks. <laughs> yeah, it was a great trip. It was the only one to remember. But uh, my celiac was still a really big part of it. And so I was going to this trip blind. You know, I had never traveled yet, at least on big trips, never backpacked. And I still had a lot of anxiety and fear and, you know, was still figuring out what what's the best thing for me to eat so I don't starve and all these issues. And I was confident enough to say, screw it. I'm going on vacation anyways. <laughs> and um, the first big tip I want to touch on for traveling is allergy cards. You have to get an allergy card made for the language that of the country you're going to. And it will explain your allergies, what you cannot eat and what, and ask the waiter to point out the things that are safe or to talk to a chef or someone that can speak English. And you can find them online. There's some that are free. There's some that are dollar. I've used a, a lot of them and they're all great and then another tidbit if you know somebody that speaks that language get them to read the allergy card so that you know it makes a hundred percent sense and it will make sense for the server and when, you, when you're abroad the servers are normally really thankful because then they're not struggling with the language barrier and they can make sure you get a good meal yeah it reduces stress for sure it does and it's on i've honestly used it since this trip to every trip forward because it is your savior. It puts even a lot of ease in your own mind because you know that they fully understand. And for, with Peru, I did a lot of research. I did, I did find some gluten-friendly restaurants in Peru after a lot of digging. <laughs> but, you know, it's South America, so there's not a lot of options. But this allergy card is what saved me and came in really handy. And, uh, you know, we did the backpacking thing. So we ate off street carts. We did this, the side hole-in-the-wall restaurants and big restaurants we did everything and um my next tip immediately going to share is bring snacks from home you can check almost anything in your left uh in your checked luggage and trust me i've done it all i put like even full loaves of bread in there it's great yeah what are some (laughs) of your go-to snacks that you bring 
I'm definitely going to make a blog post on it. So check out our blog for it. But my go-to snacks are granola bars and power bars and carbs. Because when you're traveling, you're sweating, you're running around and you're drinking. And trust me, you will crave carbs. And because gluten-free breads and other gluten-free products that are like safe when it comes to carbs, like cookies and all the, all the good stuff is not easy to find abroad because you don't even know if the country carries these things. But that was the one really cool thing I found in Peru when we were staying in Lima with Kevin's brother, who's Kevin's my boyfriend. Um, Kevin's brother, he had a grocery, grocery store just around the corner and they actually had a gluten-free aisle. So as much as I was worried about it, I saw that and I felt, felt a sense of relief because I I learned quickly that gluten-free is a lot more international. I mean, it's slim pickings, but it's still something. And, you know, even I've had to spend a little extra money, at least I'm not dying of starving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so Peru, I was dealing with a lot of fears too. You know, I was still getting my morning stomach aches. I was still dealing with the fear of getting sick as well as actually getting sick. So we would be backpacking and I would literally in the mornings, our driver would come pick us up our bus or true group, whoever would be waiting for us to go. And I would still be on the toilet and we'd have to run to the bus to catch it on time because I was still getting a consistent sickness in the mornings because my body was still healing. And I was dealing with all these other allergies, which is also nuts and fish and lactose intolerance. So, you know, I was still getting these tiny stomach aches and cramps where I had this fear that I was either going to be sick or paranoia of it, or I would actually be sick. Like it was one of the three. And the only way I ever told it apart is when I was just thinking about getting sick but I wasn't actually able to go to the bathroom or able to actually vomit or get anything out of my body is when I just put it to the back of my head got in the car and went and then ended up having a great day so I had to push that fear aside multiple times but I think that's the fear that holds a lot of people back from traveling is that in your head you're worried about getting sick and you're away from your safe home which is home and you're away from your safety and your comfort and the things that help you feel better but you just kind of got to deal with it. Like, it's weird to say, but you got to man up and be confident because that way you, you're not being held back by your allergies. And it's really important. And, you know, I had Kevin with me and he would, he would encourage me when I was like really worried or I'd be worried like, oh, I'm going to be really hungry today because so, I don't have this to eat or that to eat. And he was like, we're going to find you something. Don't worry. Even if you just live off fruit and meat. And that is pretty much what I did in Peru. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had this fear of if I can't eat something, I'm going to be miserable all day because I'm starving. And that's why the snacks are so important. They help you replace meals when you're on the run and you don't feel safe eating something. If you're at a restaurant and the plate just doesn't look safe enough or you don't feel confident in it, have something in your bag that will curb that hunger until you can find a safe meal. And, you know, I had Kevin, who was the best support system in this situation. I would, when the mornings I was actually being sick and I couldn't get off the toilet, he'd be like, you know, Anna, it's okay. If you're going to poop your pants in front of me, you can do it. He didn't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like really helpful because, you know, I didn't need to feel embarrassed. And that was the, like, I remember being really sick the day we had to go to Machu Picchu, which is in Peru. It's the most important day of the trip. That's why you go to Peru is for Machu Picchu, which is an ancient temple in the mountains in uh, Aguascalientes, Cusco, um, Peru, in Peru. And I, I was sick and, you know, it was like 5 a.m. We were going to watch the sunrise and, you know, I was running into the side restaurant to use the bathroom because something wasn't agreeing with me properly. And I was getting cramps and Kevin was like, you know what? Screw it. Just poop your pants on the mountain. You know, it'd be a funny story. <laughs> and you know what? I, I was sick in the morning. I was sick until right when we got to the top of the mountain and I started to feel better. My mind was easing. I had gotten everything I could out of my body 
and I enjoyed the sunrise with my boyfriend and it was beautiful and it was amazing. But, you know, I let my body be sick. It's important to, if you are actually becoming sick abroad, let your body be sick, get it out of your system, take the meds you need to take. I am going to do another blog post about meds that are helpful when you're traveling that have helped me and other little tidbits like that. So keep an eye out for that. But it's important to take your time, let your body be sick and then go on your adventure. Yeah. I think time is really important. Just like, yeah, it's, it's, you're not going to miss out essentially, like just take that time and work through it because that's, what's the most important process to healing. Right. Exactly. And give your, your, give your body the morning if it needs to be sick or, or a day. Uh, but don't let the fear of getting sick waste your days. You know, if you're just feeling scared, you know, just do it. Poop your pants on the mountain. Who cares? Yeah. Can hold you back me from traveling that. and seeing yeah. these beautiful places. Yeah. But if you are actually sick and you really don't feel up to it, it's better to take the morning or the day and feel better and be able to go on adventure next day than force yourself to do things where you're going to be sick for a week. And that yeah. happened to me once in Peru. I did get a case of food poisoning while food poisoning while being glutenated at the same time and it was literally awful I thought I was dying thought I had to go to the hospital but we quickly learned it was food poisoning I got antibiotic antibiotics but because I let myself be, be sick for so long I wasted five days when I could have wasted just one and a half so you know if you're really feeling awful call a doctor because you can just google it find anything and take your meds and really listen to your body when you're abroad. I definitely recommend that is listening to your body and what it needs and when it's just a fear or if it's real. And I got sick. Peru was the trip I did get sick like a lot more because I was still really learning what snacks were the best for me to bring, what snacks I could have brought and what was the best meal replacement. And, you know, I wasn't really aware of what on my plate might be making me sick because I was still really, really in the learning process of all of this and having celiac and having these sad, these other allergies and trying to keep it on the front of my head, but still being young and ignorant to to the simple things. And um, Kevin was really helpful too, but you know, Peru was a great learning curve where I came home and I felt really confident I can do this again and I can do it better and I'm not going to get sick. And plan for the next one to be better. And I think, like, yeah, being prepared with snacks is so important because even it's the best thing. Yeah, my backpack. So easy. If you see my giant backpack, it's because it's seventy five percent snacks because I love snacks. (laughs) Yeah, if you just want to bring a suitcase full of snacks, why not? And I even think, yeah, traveling like we're both allergic to nuts and um, eating vegan, like most things while traveling do have like nuts in them that are vegan because like people make cheese with cashews commonly so yeah paying attention to that and also yeah just having snacks that cover most all allergens is probably the easiest way to go because you know it's not going to have if you're allergic to dairy it's not going to have dairy nuts um gluten all those common things it seems to be pretty legit the one the one thing about traveling abroad is like certain countries like island countries or south america a lot of their food they make like as natural as possible like they don't add a lot of preservatives or spices or sauces which is where a lot of gluten or allergens can hide so you know I lived off a lot of steak and mushrooms in Peru but like no regrets because it was delicious as much as I talk about how I was getting sick I actually had an amazing time I got to try new things because I didn't let the fear overcome me I said if I'm going to get sick I'm gonna get sick and And that's if I'm if I'm gonna be hungry I'm gonna have a power bar like I had a plan and that's the best thing you can do for yourself and that will is what will ease your allergy anxiety yeah planning ahead for sure and 
Um, that's the beautiful thing about being able to travel culturally. You're going to try all these different cuisines. And yeah, in, you know, island countries in Europe, um, they all have different styles of how they cook. And it's really nice because some most of these places, like they cook very simply. So the, they love the food in its natural state. And um, the great thing about the internet these days is that you can look all the all this up before you go. You can look up um, France gluten free restaurants. You can look up um, like what are popular popular grains that are grown. So this is like what what are the like regular things the locals are eating and like what is safe for you. Um, a good example of this was bef- when I was doing all my research before Peru, um, and I found little gluten free shops or I found how to communicate with people in in Spanish and. Um, I, I learned that they actually don't grow any wheat in Peru, like, cause it's just not the right climate and they grow mostly uh, quinoa. So I was like, oh, great. There's going to be quinoa and they grow Yay, potatoes. Quinoa. Yeah. And it was like, so, you know, and when I wanted to try their traditional foods, I got to, because it was potatoes and quinoa and, you know, I didn't have to worry because wheat wasn't in, I guess the olden days, wheat wasn't a main grain. So it's not their traditional foods, but I got to learn this beforehand. So I was prepared. I was like, I get to try this. Like, I know what it is. And I would com- communicate with the server or with the tour guide to make sure it was safe. And, you know, 10 out of 10 times, I was great. It was those, those street carts or me being a little bit ignorant was what when I had those moments of being sick. Yeah. And I think that will make, like, you know, the travel experience that much more exciting when you're researching, you know, what type of foods the culture is going to have and, like, what you can eat. And it's really diving in and making that experience just much more fun. I, I love that part of researching everything and you're just going to get so much more excited. And everybody, and- everybody loves food and food is a, is a great part of life and you should get to enjoy it even with allergies. Like do not let your allergies hold you back, please. You deserve to see the world. You know, it gives you that extra experience that Pam said. And it's fun, you know, fun. Food is a fun part of vacation. You should good, get to eat good. You deserve to eat good. Yeah, like when I started traveling, I was like 18 and that was my first trip to California. And it was really, yeah, the wanderlust thing. Like I hadn't traveled very much outside of Canada as a, like when we were kids, like, yes, we went camping and all that stuff. And when we were really young, we like, um, went to places with our parents that we can't even remember but yeah (laughs) when I first started traveling I was still just eating like a regular standard American diet um obviously was allergic to nuts then but my evolution of traveling and my dietary needs have shifted a lot and I actually just got back to from a trip um, it was just in Ontario. It's a small town called Tobamori, but super beautiful um, nature national park there in called the Bruce Peninsula National Park. And so this is kind of, it can be hand in hand definitely with celiac disease too, or any other like dietary restriction, but going traveling to a small town again, be prepared. Um, I always bring tons of snacks because you know you don't know the offerings and you want to have a good time you don't want to think about it I also like really believe in like you know I never want to put my I guess my dietary needs and this might be different for somebody else but like make it somebody else's responsibility like I just want to have it to be very easy and 
I can just enjoy my time and not have to think about food so much. You want to be able to live free. Live free, exactly. (laughs) um, Meal prepping is a really big thing that I do in my daily practices. But yeah, traveling to Tobamori in general, it's a very small place. Like I think there is possibly 10 restaurants total in there. And that includes like coffee shops and little like um, ice cream stands and stuff. So there's very limited options but I was very blown away at the same time because this is a small town and in small towns they don't have a lot of things so luckily most everywhere has a grocery store so you could definitely in Canada find some sort of option when it comes to gluten-free and stuff but I was really blown away by the amount of vegan and um, gluten-free options actually when I went to this small Um, town and every place had at least a vegan burger Um, also at the coffee shops I saw um, gluten-free muffins that were wrapped individually and they had like gluten-free written on on top of them I unfortunately didn't see a ton of gluten-free main course meals but if you are still eating meat and stuff like that you could definitely uh, make sure it's celiac safe and yeah I researched ahead of anywhere that could be um possibly catering research just to the, yeah vegan diet research the big thing yeah and I actually didn't find this one restaurant until I was there and I was at our little um motel and I was looking through this little book with all these restaurants and I came across this place called Agent Cedars and they had like a full-on vegan menu as well as anything that was vegan you can make gluten-free and it was owned by a local couple the wife was vegan the husband was not but just how lovely was the experience their little local shop that they are so proud of and you know they're so excited that we're trying it out and you know veganism is not a huge thing in that small town as well as celiac or you know probably allergies people have them but you know they don't have a ton of options so it was really cool to find this small place and it's a fun a part of travel yeah yeah it's a really and, part of the experience and that's why you gotta not let your allergies hold you back you gotta let it feel the trip because it gives you a challenge it gives you something good to look forward to be like yeah I found the best gluten-free pancakes in the entire world on some little island in the middle of Thailand yeah and and, uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. a true story <laughs> yeah like she's and, been to Thailand, Thailand I've been to Central America um we've been a lot of places and all these like practices have just been how we've made it easier for us and I think that's a good segue into my next story so um after Peru I kept working for a little bit um small trips here and there to different cities and eating in North America gluten-free is fairly easy at this point um, but we'll talk about that more more maybe in another podcast um, I actually got to go my best friend is from Trinidad her name is Shania shout out to Shania um, and sh- her family is from Trinidad and I spent I spent three weeks um, in, in Trinidad with her and I actually was really worried because they are um, I think considered a second world country Uh, don't quote us (laughs) don't quote us on that but they do have like some poverty and some political issues and they're not totally modern 
Trinidad is um, also has a small island called Tobago, which is more touristy. So I was okay. We were going to spend a couple of days there and we did. And I was a little bit more okay with going there because there was like resorts and restaurants. And um, I knew I was going to be okay there. But going to Trinidad, um, we were staying with her family and they live in this little village. Um, I guess it's a little town, I guess, not village. Um, but they're like small houses all in like one area of of Trinidad. And it's just to this one region of Trinidad. So her family lives on this whole one region and it's, it's beautiful and it's sunny and it's hot and they, and her family has their own little farm in their backyard because that's what everybody has in Trinidad, which is awesome. So it was like chickens and a goose that I named a moose. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a really cool experience because I got to be a local. I got to live with them and, you know, now I consider them my family. Um, but at going there, even Shania was worried about the allergies and how to, communicate them to her family so she was really helpful because she has been been my best friend forever so she understands all my allergies and um I still packed a lot of snacks I even brought my own gluten-free pasta because I was like we're going to be living in a house so I can cook for myself and if you can get a kitchen wherever you're traveling I like totally recommend it because the more you cook for yourself the better it is and um so I brought a lot of stuff I brought carbs I brought pasta I brought granola bars I brought cookies I brought crackers I brought all the dry goods I can that were gluten-free in a giant duffel bag and I just checked that bag (laughs) and we got there and we were staying with uh, her one aunt and her two sons Shania's cousins and I had a little bit of culture shock at first because obviously this is like island living and it was the first island I'd really been to and so like the houses are I guess what in Canada we consider like um angled roofs or something but it's it's really different because they don't like the houses are a lot different than what we have and they have like more of an outdoor shower and you know there's animals everywhere which I like I love that so I wish I had a farm in my backyard and so I had a culture shock the first night I was like oh I was like I really hope I'm able to eat like I don't want to go hungry I want to enjoy this time because I know I'm going to have a great time and so I sat down with her aunt the next morning and I explained everything to her and her aunt's like oh no problem we're going to do all the cooking for you and some great things, especially for plant-based too and vegan, um, meat, like cows aren't really popular in Trinidad. So meat isn't as popular as you think it is. They do eat goat and a couple other meats, but they use a lot of vegetables because they're just like animal. I guess, I, get, I don't know, maybe it's related to the wealthy part of the island, but uh, they only have like certain meats as they're like main dish so it's really easy to eat vegan there I think and they do a lot of curry dishes and a lot of um Hindu and Indian foods and they're absolutely amazing and having her aunt willing to cook all of this and you know do it with me was amazing it was like having another mom there it was a great support system she was she was excited to cook for me and you know I helped her I showed her the stuff I brought we cooked together I cooked for the whole family she cooked for me the second day I was eating um they have different words for different spices there and I can't remember them now, but I was eating their Trinidadian spiced chicken. and I had no concerns about getting sick because I know her, I watched her aunt make it and really all they do is use spices on everything. And then the natural food, like we'd be having chicken and salad or French fries or, you know, simple, simple foods, but it was all traditional. And it was one of my favorite trips because this is weird to say, but I did not get sick. I didn't even have a morning stomach ache, didn't get sick once. I still brought all my snacks, all my meds, but I mostly ate Trinidadian food. 
and it was great and it was easy to communicate with them once they really understood and I showed them what I couldn't have and you know they made sure I had clean dishes clean pots clean pans and then when we went out to eat they're like no no don't risk it here and then they would bring me home to get something or that's so nice it's communication it's so important to have that support system so even if you're not close to the people or even if it's just a waiter make sure you're communicating bring your allergy cards and even though Trinidad in Trinidad they speak English I still brought English trans I still brought English allergy cards because it's almost easier for someone to read than hear especially when you have a different accent so when we did go out to eat, I had my allergy cards and we didn't really go out to restaurants until we went to Tobago, which was the island. But it was so simple because the waiter would bring it to the chef and the chef would make me a special dish. Yeah, Amazing. I feel like that'd be like more serious to like presenting an allergy card, even if it's in English. It just like kind of was like, this is super serious. Yeah, like and everyone and nobody has, to this day on the many trips I've been on, nobody has misunderstood the allergy card. If, like, I love allergy cards. I swear by them. You need to have them, even if you're just allergic to peanuts. It communicates to people so clearly about how you do not want to get sick on your vacation and you need their help. And, like, I think another big tip is, like, considering your accommodations, like, you were so lucky to be staying with the family and you could cook your food. If you feel like, you know, you want to ease into this, a huge tip is consider your accommodations. Like, for example, there's tons of, there's a beautiful thing called Airbnb that is worldwide (laughs) and you can, like, have a full-on house with a kitchen and you could cook your own Italian gluten-free vegan dish right there and get fresh produce right in the local village and still have a beautiful experience if that brings you ease and gets you out there in the world that's what it's all about and And another thing like hostels sorry a lot of sorry to cut you off but like a lot of hostels have a shared kitchen so like yeah use plastic plates if you're worried about cross-contamination wash everything and you know maybe pick a hostel that has a better kitchen or pick an airbnb or you know, if you make friends, be like, hey, let's go have a home dinner tonight. Like, do whatever you need to do to give your mind ease and eat well. Because eating is an amazing part of traveling. We just love food so much. Yeah, like, see, uh, when I traveled Central America with my best friend, so many, much of the time, and also you're on a budget, so hostels with kitchens is, like, you're just so excited. And even little things, like... I obviously don't have celiac disease, but there's just certain moments where it's like, you know, there's mango, like tree, mango trees, and there's just all these mangoes that you can just eat from the freaking ground. (laughs) Yeah. And And it's just like, you know, having a, like a kitchen is so helpful. And then also like I, when I was like, just went to this little small Tobinamori trip, there was barbecues at our motel and I knew that so I bought a ton of barbecue stuff so that I could we could have like a little barbecue and we knew we were going to hike hiking so I bought um, a bunch of stuff for picnicking and just like made it into the experience and that's really everything goes back to research because even in Trinidad I did a lot of research and I found this gluten-free blogger in Trinidad and there's actually in most countries, I found a celiac association, and through them, you can find their stores. And in Trinidad, in the main city that you fly into in Port of Spain, um, there was a gluten-free blogger, and she she said there was one store that you can get gluten-free everything, and it's just a gluten-free cafe and store. And reading her her blog was so helpful because she's 
living in Trinidad. She's from Trinidad and she's has celiac and she's struggling with this with a lot less options than me. And I was like, if she can do it, I can spend three weeks doing it. So it was no problem. I like wish I could have met her or something, but you know, I didn't get a chance to go to the store because uh, it was just out of the way from where Shadai's family lived. But another really cool thing of going back to how international these allergies are becoming is that in Trinidad at their local grocery store, there was a gluten-free section. Not that the whole store wow. was gluten-free, but there was a section. I was able to get Yudi's, one of the biggest gluten-free brands, Yudi's bread, and they also had vegan ice cream, which I'm all about. And I lived off vegan ice cream. <laughs> Just because it was delicious. You know, so delicious, their cookie dough coconut milk ice cream. Yeah. And delicious. I think another tip, it doesn't, I wouldn't say this applies to celiac or gluten-free, but um, definitely when you're vegan, traveling most of the places are very open to like customizing things. And I know a lot of people that eat plant-based, they want to eat strictly at vegan places. But if you are um, open to eating at places that are not strictly vegan, but have options that you could kind of like customize, definitely do it and don't feel embarrassed to be ask for a substitute or ask them ask the waiter questions in general and i think yeah even with gluten-free ask the person questions how is it made is it made on the same grill as something like using the same toaster like you gotta be safe and you gotta enjoy your stay so don't worry exactly and i think um the most exciting trip i'm excited to talk about was what the one i took last summer um and these are just the ones i'm touching on today but i went to thailand and malaysia and this was two months I was away and I actually vlogged the whole thing. Check me out on YouTube. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I vlogged my whole trip, but my Kevin and I again went to this one and Kevin at this time um, last summer, I was really confident. I wasn't getting sick anymore. I wasn't getting my stomach aches and my fear had vanished because I've traveled so much by then. So I went really well prepared. I brought two months worth of granola bars and then did the most research anybody can probably do on gluten-free food in Thailand. I had a list in every city we were going to that had restaurants. I had my snacks. I knew where there was going to be a kitchen. And this was a full backpacking experience that I was planning by myself. So we didn't do an organized group tour. It was just me and Kevin and our backpacks and our heads and being like, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. And it was absolutely insane, but it was like a life-changing experience. And I'm so happy I went because it was an amazing, amazing time. And I cannot wait to go back. I feel like a part of my heart is in Thailand. And I recommend everyone to go, especially if you're gluten-free, because another, like, I wish I could put a little yay right now sound effect. <laughs> um, but and I did not get sick once, and I ate the be- best I have in my entire life in Thailand. I'll go to Boston Pizza in our local town and ask for a gluten-free pasta, and the server will put a piece of bread on it by accident. Like, serve it with garlic bread. In Thailand, that never happened once. It was literally amazing. I like I researched all the traditional foods that were gluten free and safe. And then I also so I knew what I could eat traditionally. And then I also knew, obviously, because they have American food for tourists, what was the best way for me to eat, whether it was the salads, avoiding um, food poisoning. I had my meds on me. I did everything possible. And a funny thing I read somewhere and to this day, don't remember it. But I think it's like a good thing to share because in my head, I think maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But it was like a thing that helped my um, digestive anxiety a little bit was that I read that Coke 
can can be used to clean toilets and it is in some countries or it used to be and just coca-cola coke like regular okay coke. i was like coke what? no like coca-cola <laughs> well, okay I'm, calm down there you know like coca-cola can be used to clean toilets like it, like it actually has like like you can use it for many different reasons and in some countries they do that and uh and i read somewhere that if you have like if you're worried about getting sick or food poisoning or anything and for me i'm worried about getting glutenated and food poisoning because i've had it before or just even getting sick from something like puking from food I read that if you drink a bottle of Coke after, it actually, like, helps kill some of the toxins. Like, I don't call me on this. This might not be totally true, but I read it somewhere. And so for Thailand, every time I didn't feel okay with my meal, I had a Coke after. And, you know, I felt great. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Magic. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if it's just, like, in my head, but I thought it was, I thought it was a funny thing. Kevin and I both did. And Kevin it's... ate amazing. Neither of us got sick. We had an amazing time. And Thailand, you know, it was hard to communicate because they have a completely not even similar language. But my allergy cards worked every time wherever I went. And most of the time they looked at me like I was crazy. Like, we, you think we put wheat in this? You think, why would we ruin this food with that? They would laugh at me being like, you're totally fine, honey. Like, it's okay. Like, you're eating green curry. It's going to be delicious. We, so, we would not contaminate that with bad food. All gluten-free people move to Thailand because you're good there <laughs> and the awesome thing is their street food like is so safe because everybody eats street food in thailand and a lot of it is rice based because rice is a main grain in thailand or like there's eggs like it's very very gluten-free safe and then um we spent a week in malaysia after that thailand and again i had my allergy cards very very helpful but malaysia is a lot more modernized and like there was gluten-free options at a lot of restaurants we went to and a lot of people knew what it was which was a shocker because nobody really talks about Malaysia, but it was a great, great, great time. I even got to have gluten-free pasta in these countries. Um, in Thailand, there's actually, like, if you look for, like, a gluten-free restaurant or, like, a vegan cafe, it's a thing. Like, I went to them. Like, watch my vlogs. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I remember I, there's this one restaurant in this small town, like, on the, I think, west coast of Thailand, and this guy had moved from Germany, and he had celiac disease, and he opened up a gluten-free, celiac-safe restaurant, and it was, like, so good, and I still remember this man, he was a great guy, and he's like, I'm just trying to make sure people can eat what they want to eat, and I was like, wow, like, that's awesome, and I I love the connections you make when you, like, you know, connect with people at these little places, whether it's a gluten-free cafe or a vegan restaurant, it's just, like, that connection with like you know this makes that person's day it's so awesome like you know enjoying food on like a social level and making people happy it's so cool it is and it's honestly it makes you make friends because you have to have these conversations with these people and then they get curious and it's a great way to meet people totally and um so backpacking i recommend totally to everybody um there is a difference between traveling backpacking and being an all-inclusive resort if you pick the right resort they will have gluten-free options especially if you let them know ahead of time i recently just did my all-inclusive my first all-inclusive resort experience in march of this year and we went to mexico but i did my research before we picked our resort and made sure that there was going to be gluten-free options and in mexico i knew a lot of things were corn-based and like tacos our corn shells and everything, but I wanted to be sure. So I, you know, I let the, I let the resort know ahead of time. I had my allergy cards with me. I had my carbs and my snacks because I knew I was going to be drinking a lot. (laughs) Um, And I knew um, 
what to drink because alcohol is a part of it too. You got to make sure you have a safe alcohol. But when you're going to these countries, a lot of their homemade alcohols are not wheat based. Like in Thailand, a lot of things were rice based. In Mexico, a lot of things are corn based or tequila made from cactus or agave. And it's amazing. I love tequila. (laughs) (laughs) And in Mexico, it was actually really easy. It did get a little boring being all inclusive because you're eating at the same buffets. But, you know, they got to know me and they know what I could have. So I was eating a lot of the same things every day. But for such a cheap, cheap and easy and only a short trip, it's it's simple. So if you do, if you are an all inclusive person, just do your research and let the resort know ahead of time. Those are my tips for that. I feel like we got a, our work cut out of us because cut ah sorry cut out for us because we should probably make um, blog posts on specific places we've traveled and like where we've ate in these places and our top tips for those places on um, myself plant-based and then you Celia yeah let be great information to be packed into like one spot exactly so guys comment down below if you want to hear that from us because we will be definitely posting that check it out on our blog at livefreecanada.com slash blog I don't even know what our website is called I guess but we are pre-recording these and our launch is in a few days on the second and we're so excited to share everything with you guys We will see you soon on our next podcast. Bye. Bye.